So here's our message, and it has to be a brief one because we want to have a time of celebration. Hanukkah in the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament. So if you'd like to turn with me, and if you don't have a Bible with you, we have some additional ones up in those little book uh, holders up there, if you need one. So turn with me to the Gospel of John. In the Hebrew, it's pronounced Yohanan. And we'll begin reading in chapter number 8, verse 12. And this is what it says there. Yeshua spoke to them again. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light which gives life. So the Purushim, which are the Pharisees, said to him, Now you're testifying on your own behalf. Your testimony is not valid. Yeshua answered them, Even if I do testify on my own behalf, my testimony is indeed valid, because I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you don't know where I came from or where I'm going. You judge by merely human standards. As for me, I pass judgment on no one. But if I were to indeed pass judgment, my judgment would be valid. Because it is not I alone who judge, but I and the one who has sent me. And even in your Torah, it is written that the testimony of two people is valid. I myself testify on my own behalf, so, and so does the Father who has sent me. They said to him, where is this Father of yours? And you know what they were drawing to? They were drawing to this. They knew Yeshua Jesus' history, that no earthly man impregnated his mother. It was the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. And so with that, they were trying to discredit him and disgrace him in front of everyone. But Yeshua just kind of just pushed that aside. And he continues here. So I'll reread verse number 19. They said to, them, said to him, so where is this father of yours? Yeshua answered, you know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know the father too. He said these things while he was teaching in the temple treasury room. Yet no one arrested him because his time had not come yet. Now let us go ahead and turn to the gospel of uh, John. We're still there. And we're going to go to chapter number 9. And we'll begin at verse number 1. Yeshua gives us further insights in what, what he's dealing with. Proclaiming him to be the light of the world. He's the light of the world that came to take away all our sins away. Praise be unto God that he did that. So here's chapter 9 and verse 1. As Yeshua passed along, he saw a blind man from birth. His Talmudim, which are his disciples, asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, to cause him to be born blind? Yeshua answered, his blindness is due neither his, to his sin nor that of his parents. It happens so that God's power might be seen at work in him. As long as it is day, we must keep on doing the work of the one 
who sent me. The night is coming when no one can work. While I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Did you hear that? Where it says that he has to continue doing his work? Well, when Yeshua ascended to the Father, who did he pass that baton on to? Both you and I. And all those who were born before us and those who will be born after us, who have the light and revelation of who Yeshua is, the true light of the world. So continuing here, now we'll go ahead and go to the gospel of John. Rabbi, you're staying all in one book this time. This is kind of nice. Let's continue. John chapter 10, and we'll beginning here in verse number 22. John 10 and 22. Now in some of your translations, it will say this. Then came the festival or the feast of dedication. But in this Bible, which is called the complete Jewish Bible, they properly translate it. It says this, then came Hanukkah in Jerusalem. I've had this debate with many, many uh, Christian believers. They said, nowhere in the Bible do we ever see that, that Yeshua, Jesus, ever celebrated Hanukkah. And I asked them, I said, so you, can you give me a definition right now? What is the Feast of Dedication? I don't know. I said, well, why don't you do a little research and we'll continue this conversation. And they find out it was about Hanukkah. So continuing here, then came Hanukkah in Jerusalem. It was winter. In Minnesota, does it really feel like winter? We got a little snow, but winter's not here yet. Continuing, as Yeshua was walking around inside the temple area in Shlomo, that's Solomon's colonnade, Okay, so that's, he's out there, and, he's, and he's, uh, he's, he's partaking in what's going on there. So, continuing here. This is commentary, this is not scripture. Because some people, they say, you know, it's hard to follow you sometimes. Because it sounds like you're, you're still reading the Bible, but actually you're doing commentary. So, that's why I gave you the heads up there. Not only did Yeshua celebrate Hanukkah, but he observed it in the same temple that had been cleansed and rededicated just a few generations earlier under the Maccabees. So think about this from this perspective. What would have happened if the Seleucids, who were the Syrians, who were Hellenistic, they were of great Greek influence, were able to annihilate all the Jewish people and destroy the temple? A couple generations before Yeshua was to be born. If there were no Jewish people, Yeshua could not come. What does Hasatan, the devil, want to do right now? He wants to destroy the Jewish people, both in the land and outside the land, so that he can stop God the Father from allowing his son to come back for his bride, which are both male and females, both Jews and Gentiles, one and Messiah. See, Satan has no new tricks. And that's why anti-Semitism is coming out and is being even revealed in the body of Messiah. And so I encourage my brothers and sisters who have hatred in their hearts towards the Jewish people to repent of their sins and ask the spirit of the living God to bring proper conviction upon their hearts 
Because if you don't have love in your heart for Yeshua, who is from the tribe of Israel, he's called first the king of the Jews. And the next time he comes back, he's not coming back as a lamb to die upon that tree execution stake. He's coming back as a lion of the tribe of Judah to rule and reign. And so my brothers and sisters who are part of the body of Messiah, who have hatred, and they say, well, we have replaced the Jews. No, you have not. God has a covenant with the Jewish people. And it's through that covenant that the Brit Hadashah was given birth. So to all the nations. So if you want to shut off the light, which are the Jewish people, and they're imperfect, we're all imperfect. If you want to shut off that light, then you're going to have the true revelation of God's plan of redeeming the world. And you really need to repent. Praise be unto God. Continuing here. Not only did Yeshua celebrate Hanukkah, but he observed it in the same temple that had been cleansed and rededicated just a few generations earlier under the Maccabees. You may be saying, Rabbi, you just said that. Right. Repetition is one of the best teachers. Let's continue. Hanukkah is a beautiful holy day. Celebrated by Jewish people, many are aware of the customs and the history of Hanukkah. Some know the scripture well enough to know that this holy day is a prophetically mentioned in the book of Daniel. Because of my shortness of time, I will not go there. We will not turn there today. This is the most surprising to both Jewish and Christian communities. It is the clearest mention of Hanukkah in the Bible in the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament. The people who normally celebrate this holy day, the Jewish people, have scant biblical references for it. Yet the people who do not normally celebrate Hanukkah have the most explicit reference to it, the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament. This brings us to the first reason believers in Messiah, both Jews and Gentiles, might want to understand and celebrate this holy day. The Messiah himself celebrated it. It was well worth mentioning a second time. So think about this. If Yeshua was against Hanukkah, he would have put it down in his day, would he not? Would he not said you're being led astray? Absolutely, because he only spoke the truth and only spoke what the Father gave for him to share. Continuing, not only did Yeshua celebrate Hanukkah, but he observed it in the same temple that had been cleansed and rededicated just a few generations earlier under the Maccabees. Rabbi, you repeated yourself three times, remember? Repetition is the best teacher. Jewish scholars teach that there is a deep spiritual meaning in Hanukkah. As the editors of a popular art scroll, Mazorah series, this is what it states. Then the light is kindled to give inspiration. For the light of Messiah must burn brightly in our hearts. Hanukkah, Mazorah publications from Brooklyn, New York. And you know what Jewish people are doing right now? They're designed for the Messiah to come back. As these IDF soldiers go into the, uh, into the Gaza to go to war, they're asking for kippah, telephone, and they're having services. I've been blessed by seeing all the different celebrations of Hanukkah that are going on in the midst of wartime. They're turning back to the God of their fathers but they will not recognize the God of their fathers until they receive the same revelation, who Yeshua is. Let's continue here. 
So this is a logical conclusion because Hanukkah is a celebration of deliverance. It has also become a time to express the Messianic hope. Just as the Maccabees were used by God to redeem Israel, the greatest redeemer, the Messiah, would also come at such a time. Now with this understanding, we morally fully appreciate the scenes that unfold as Yeshua celebrated the Feast of Hanukkah 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem. Let's continue now in John chapter 10, verse 22. Then came Hanukkah, the Feast of Dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter. And Yeshua was walking around inside the temple area in Shlomo's, Solomon's colonnade. Verse number 24. So the Judeans, the leaders, surrounded him, Yeshua, and said to him, How much longer are, we going, are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are truly are the Messiah, then tell us publicly. So it was now in the midst of these festivities, this is commentary, that Yeshua was surrounded by some rabbis, Judean leaders, who asked a simple question. How much longer are you going to keep us in suspense? If the Messiah tells us, tell us please publicly. Rabbi, you repeat again, remember? Repetition is the best teacher. More commentary. The answer to this very appropriate question is contained in Yeshua's Hanukkah message. Yeshua clearly reiterates his claim and proves of his messiahship. Where do we know this? In John, Yohanan, chapter 10, verses 25. Yeshua answered them, I've already told you, but you do not trust me. The works I do in my Father's name testify on my behalf. But the reason that you do not trust is that you are not included among my sheep. Wait a second. I read once that Yeshua Jesus was called to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's right. But you have to know that you're lost to even recognize your shepherd. So continuing here, praise be unto God. My sheep listen to my voice, and I recognize them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life. They will absolutely never be destroyed. No one will snatch them from my hands. My Father who gave them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them from my Father's hands, and I and the Father are one. Once again, the Judeans picked up rocks in order to stone him. Yeshua answered them, You have seen me doing good deeds that reflect the Father's power. For which of these deeds are you now stoning me? The Judean leaders replied, We're not stoning you for any good deed, but for blasphemy. Because you who are only a man are making yourself out to be God. And what is that word in Hebrew? Elohim, capital. Yeshua answered them. Isn't it written in your own Torah? I have said, you people are Elohim. That's small e. And what is that speaking of? That's speaking of judges on this earth. Continuing here. If he called, and this is Yeshua speaking, if he called Elohim, small e, judges, 
the people to whom the world of Elohim capitalized was addressed, and the Tanakh cannot be broken, then you're telling the one whom the Father has set apart as holy and sent him into the world, you're committing blasphemy? Just because I am a son of Elohim. And if you look up that verse, it is Psalm 82.6. In Hebrew, it's pronounced Tahalim. My decree is that you are Elohim. And who's speaking here? But God, and that's small e. And what is that reference to? Gods of this earth, small gods, and judges of this earth. Son of the Most High, all of you. And so that is what Yeshua is dealing with here. So continuing. Then you are telling me the one whom the Father has set as holy and sent into the world, you're committing blasphemy. Just because I said I am a son of Elohim, capital E. If I'm not doing his deeds that reflects my father's power, then don't trust me. But if I am, then even if you don't trust me, trust the deeds so that you may understand once and for all that the father is united with me and I am united with the father. One more time they tried to arrest him, but he slipped out of their hands. Yeshua went off again beyond the Yarden, which is the Jordan River, and what is the river that most of the college students can't even remember what river they're talking about? From the, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. They don't even got a clue what river they're even talking about. But this is the river that's there. Okay, that's the Jordan River. So continuing here. Yeshua went off beyond the Yarden, the Jordan, where Yohanan had been immersing at first and stayed there. Many people came to him and said, Yohanan, John, performed no miracles. But everything Yohanan John said about this man is true. And many people put their trust in Yeshua. Now commentary. Hanukkah recalls a military victory for Israel. And what are we praying right now for? For Israel to have a military victory. Because if Hasatan is successful in destroying the state of Israel... And then, and then taking over Jerusalem, then Messiah Yeshua can't come back to another time. Let's continue. Hanukkah recalls a military victory for Israel, and the importance, our implications are vast. If Antiochus had succeeded in his campaign of anti-Semitism and destruction, there would have been no Jews by the time of Yeshua. He would not have had a Jewish mother to be born of. The Lord would have had to take some of the Jews that were part of the diaspora. And there were Jews still living in Babylon. Not all came back. So continuing here. If the miracle of Hanukkah hadn't taken place when Yeshua could have not come. Certainly all believers in Yeshua have important reasons to remember the feast of dedication Hanukkah. Because Yeshua our Messiah, our deliverer has come. Now we'll close with the prophetic fulfillment. As with all biblical holidays, these are spiritual lessons to be learned from Hanukkah, both light, courage, and faith. This festival commemorates a time when a true worship of God was restored in Jerusalem 
The temple in Jerusalem no longer stands today. But there's plans to make a third temple, is there not? Continuing, the heart of each true believer in Yeshua, Messiah, and Savior is a temple where the spirit of the living God dwells. Too often believers endanger the cleanliness of their own temple, allowing what idolatry into their lives. We need the exhortation from Shaul, the Apostle Paul. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20, and this is what we'll close on today. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, who lives inside you? Whom you receive from God, the fact is, you don't belong to yourselves, for you were bought at a price. So now use your bodies to glorify God. May we indeed be temples for Messiah Yeshua, cleansed and dedicated for our master's use. Hag Sameach, Happy Hanukkah, Shabbat Shalom.